Good evening, Abbasai. Tonight's shear is sponsored by the Enzweig family, Rotson, that the schus of our learning should be a schus, Shiyamad Loi, Lazari, 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 Shalom, Shafemi, PM, and he should be Nisbarach, Bechol, Mili, the Metaf. Schus of our learning should also be a schus Shafuah Shalema for Aaron, Ben, Chavfeg, Vesayshach, Hele, Yisrael. So, we're in the middle of the ending of the story of the rebellion of Avshalom. Avshalom is killed. Chalisol makes a decision that, well, if Avshalom is no longer around, and after all, David is a pretty good king, did good stuff for us, let's bring David back as king. Chalisol <coughs> is discussing bringing David back as king. David quickly sends a message to his own shevet Yehuda, and it says that you, know, you don't want to be the last ones to bring the king back. He sends a message to his nephew, Amosa, and he tells him that, I understand that, you know, you were the general for Avshalom, but I totally am you. Not only that, I'll make you my general instead of Yehoyev. And Amosa convinces the rest of the leaders of Yehuda to come and bring David back as king. So they come to escort David across the Yardin. And the Pasuk discusses various different individuals who meet up with David in his triumphant return. So we started first with David's, you know, after the rebellion of Avshalom, David's flee, his flight from Yerushalayim, and Shimon ben Geir came to curse him, and now Shimon ben Geir came to beg for Mechila, and David grants him Mechila, seemingly from his, David's last wishes on his deathbed that we read in the Haftar last Shabbos, where David commands Shlema to figure out a way to have Shimi put to death. David wasn't particularly happy about it, but David felt that the way Shimi came, and he didn't want to ruin the whole celebration, he little bit felt his arm was twisted, and he made a shua not to kill Shimi. Then he meets his good friend, Mephibosheth, son of Yenison, and Mephibosheth, who was crippled, and was tricked by his Ebed Siva, who ran away with the Chamar, comes, and he's so happy to see David coming back, and he says, I heard you heard Lashon Har about me, but it's not true. David doesn't know how to, who to believe, and David says, you know what, you and Siva, this Evid, you'll split the Sada, and we discussed last week, the end of last week, that the Baskel came out and said that, you know, you and your Rechavim and Yeruvim could split the Meluchif. That's how you look at things. So that was the end of what we saw last week, and now we have one last person who's coming to greet David on his way back to Yushalayim. And after that, we're going to see how Klal Yisrael reacts to the return of David HaMelech. But first, we have Pasuk, we're up to Perikutes, Pasuk Lamed Beis. Ubarzilai hagilodi yorad meiroiglim veyavar es HaMelech hayarding. Barzilai hagilodi came down from the city of and he escorts David across the Jordan River, the Shalchei Esayardin, and this Barzilai, who was he? So Barzilai Zokin Ma'id ben Shmeidim Shana, he was very old, he was 80 years old. He was the person who had single-handedly supported David and all his men when, you know, that's a very large undertaking. Right? We know that's uh, not easy to find a sponsor for a few people to come together for an Avishit is the night. Imagine supporting an entire army. And he had single-handedly fed David and his entire retinue, his entire, all the people that were with him. 
when David was in Mechanaim, when he was when he was escaped from Avshalom, ki ish gadol He was an extremely wealthy person. Gadol, Rashi says, is Baisha. and he was very wealthy, and he was able to support David. Now, ish gadol is also we find in Tanakh refers to someone who is a Balchesed. We find that who else was a gadol? It says that the isha shunamis was an isha gedola. And someone who is a noisin, a balchesed, he supported David. What? Oh, okay. Washington Gadol, chesed. So he was a tremendous balchesed. So now that we have the introduction, we know who Barzillai is. So he comes, he escorts David across, and you can imagine David has a tremendous Icarus Atelier. Without Barzillai, he couldn't have really stayed there with his whole group of men, it would have fallen, all, fallen apart. So David now tells Barzillai, Come back to, with me to Yerushalayim, and I'll support you in Yerushalayim. Not that Barzillai needed this support, but it's a tremendous sign of covenant to be from the Eichle Shulchan HaMelech. We've had this in the past, that to be from those that ate at the king's table, this was a tremendous derech covenant, and this was something that was one of the highest honors that was possible to be from those that dined with the king on a daily basis. Like a wealthy guy marrying into a wealthy family. <laughs> Just poor. No, but this, this is much more. This is a sign of, you know, you know, in England, all the companies have, you know, the official, you know, the beer, we'll say, official beer of the palace and official jam and official this and that. That's another way for the king to the palace to make a few bucks. But, uh, but I'll cop on him to be having an association with royalty as a chashivist. And if you get to eat dinner with the king every day, you know, there was the royal meal every night. And so those were the Eichle Shulchan HaMelech. You know, we had earlier when we spoke about Mephibosheth being Eichle Shulchan HaMelech. So the Mepharshim there said that there was, some of the Mepharshim said that the derech was that they would eat at home, and it was just more of an honorary thing. You came to be, to sit with the king while he had his, uh, had his suda. Actually, I, remember, I don't remember where I read this. It might have been in a very intelligent publication like The Circle. <laughs> but they're saying that one of the famous queens of England, she used to eat very, very quickly, and she got her food first. And they took away the food the second she ate, went to the next meal. So all the people who were invited to her banquet knew they better be full by the time you came, because <laughs> you wouldn't actually get any time to actually eat. But okay, but I'll call upon him. You have the schus of being from the Eichel Shulchan Amelach. So he tells him, I want you to come back to Yishalayim and be from the Eichel Shulchan Amelach. Now, what's Brazilai's response? Brazilai's response is something that's fascinating. Chazal comments on this. Ve'yemer Brazilai, El Amelach, Kama Yemei Shnei Chayai. How much longer do I have to live? I'm already 80. Kishmoinim Shona Anoichi Ayayim. He says, I'm sorry, I, I skipped the post. Kami Yishnechaye ki eles hamelech Yishalayim. How old am I? How much longer do I have? Am I even going to make it to Yishalayim? I'm too old. Ben Shmoinim Shona Anoichiyayim. I'm already 80 years old. Ha'eda ben Tov l'ra. Could I tell the difference between good and bad? Pashib Shad, it means, could I taste the difference between good food and bad food? You know, I'm already old. I eat my prunes and my bran flakes. What's, what, what am I going to have from sitting at the royal table? Do I even taste what I'm eating? What I drink? My, my ears don't work so good. I can't appreciate the beautiful singing of the male and female singers, which is an interesting question in and of itself. What happened to Kol Isha? We know that Shleim HaMalach also says, Asisi Li, 
Shorim Vishoris, Shidim Vishidais, also mentions the Shorim Vishoris. Okay. But he says, Can I appreciate the Kail of the Shorim and the Shoris? There's no point. I'm just going to be a burden. I'm not going to appreciate anything. He says, I can't give you advice anymore. I'm too old. My brain is not what it was. I'm not a barachim giving advice. I'm not going to have any benefit. All I'll be is a burden. I'll probably not even survive the journey. There's no point in me coming. Where was this now? Still Where were they now? We're They're right by the Yardin still. Not in Yerushalayim yet. So yeah. all, everything that's happened is, is on its way what? back. Everything that's happened so far has been on its way back. Well, the story with Mephibosh is that the Mephibosh said since Mephibosh never left Yerushalayim, they haven't later, but was stuck at this point to be in conjunction with all the other people that he sort of has a reckoning with. Mm-hmm. So Basile says, I'm too old. I can't enjoy any of the good things in life. There's no point. It's a waste of time. So Chazal comment on this that... I don't understand. The Gemara says that there was a shivch in the base Rebbe, that she was 90 years old and she was an expert chef. She would taste all the food. So, so, so with Brazil, I said, I'm a liar. You can't taste the food just because you're old. So Chazal say, Rova Omer Brazila He was sunken in Gashmis. So he wasn't a Russia. He wasn't a Russia, he was a Tzadi, I mean, he was a, he was a big Balchesed, but he was a person who was very, very involved in the physicality of this world. And a person who was overly involved in the physicality of the world, the sad joke on them is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes it away from them. This is, you know, the, the, the tragedy of the world. You see, you see right, the Gemara says that Zikni Amoret, Kol Das, Kol Zman Shemaskinim, Daitim Terefes Aleim. You see, you meet old people that all they have in life is their food and their drinks and their shows and this and that. And then they get old and they can't enjoy these things and, and, and everything's gone. And not only that, the Gemara is telling us that it goes faster from such people. People are the more shot of, the more sunken a person is in the Gashmias, the more HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes it away from them. So other Abba, because he was shot of Bazimi, he was, he was overly involved in the physicality and the pleasure of this world, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu took it all away from him. What? So from the fact that he stressed, you know, if you had an opportunity to go, so David, what's, what's David Amal's table? David Amal's table is just a place to get a good steak and, uh, and some french fries and whatever else, you know, some good aged wine and hear a nice song. Some Sama Chazal song this, that a, a person would be on a higher madrega, the opportunity to sit at the table of David Amalek with all the Gibari Yisrael, who Gibari Yisrael were not just Gibari in physical strength, the Gibari Yisrael were people who were Gibayim in there, in Tyra, and Mustama was, you know, was 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 a tiny gruchni, and and all he could focus on is the fact that he's not going to enjoy the food, and he can't taste the wine. So Mustama, that's where Chazal saw welcome to be there. How does that answer the question about the shivcha? She wasn't shot to bezima. Uh, so it was because because he was shot to bezima, therefore the therefore the zikna it, 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 the zikna so well, but, al- but also he only wanted to go because of those meaning you see that he was a shot of bezima from, from the fact that he was that this is what he was focusing on. Oh, right, interesting. Chazal bring a raya from here, and all the different things. The fact he says he can't taste it, you see that the cane lose their taste, and the fact that he can't hear the cane and lose their sense of hearing. 
just think that the Gemara and Fazal needed to bring up Sarayat to this. You know, you look around, you go to the nursing home, you'll see that, that they all can't hear and they, you know, they all have fake teeth and they can't taste too much. And okay. There it is, the Tanayim it Ramarayim, was, it was a foreign concept. They, were, they weren't shot to believe them, they didn't lose their, uh, their senses. Oh, Zakti Gemara, Zakti Pasuk, right? So, Pasuk continues. So he says, listen, I'm too old to go. All I'll do is I'll just escort you across the Yardin. Why should you do this to me? Shlut me to your shalim. It's not good for me. You're not doing me a favor. Instead, let me go back. I want to die in my own city, in Kever Ovi, be buried in the family Burial plot, ve'imi with my father, my mother. Ve'hine avodecha kimham. I have a son, your servant kimham. Your first one was your servant. That's why you referred to you speak to the king. He says, I have a son kimham yavrim adoni amel. Who'll go with you? Ve'eseleis hashatay be'necha. You want to give honor to a member of my family? Give covet to my son kimham. That that will be instead of giving covet to me. So, which is rather interesting that you see from Haftarah of last week's parsha. That when he's mitzava shleima, Bazilai Gilodi is still alive. So obviously Bazilai, you know, he he outlived David. End <laughs> of the story. But Al Kolpanim he says, I'm too old for it. Take my son. David Amelach says, your son for shteitzach. That I would zichdu. I would do that anyway because that's I owe you an, a, a, so much akaras atayiv. And David had a tremendous chayv akaras atayiv to the extent that he makes sure that shleima Amelach on his deathbed continues akaras atayiv. But he says. So he says, David says, regardless of your coming and not coming, for sure I'm going to give you some that honor. But and I'll do whatever's good in your eyes. And but I want to do something for you also. But whatever you want, that's what I'll do. I'm not going to force you to come. If that's not a tov uh, to you, I'm not going to force you to come. I'm here to do up to be makatov. Oh, that's the end of the story of Barzillai. And now David actually crosses the Yardin. All the people of David cross the Yardin. He kisses Barzillai. And gives him a bracha. The Yashal Mukhem Barzillai goes back home. Out of, out of order. What? Is that a little out of order? Why? That means all the people cross the Yardin. Then the king crosses, and we said that Brazil says, I'll come across the Yardin. Oh, so right, that's what he says. He said, ah. So he crossed the Yardin with him, and then David gives him a kiss, gives him a bracha, and sends him on his way. So now we have a tragic incident. What happens is that. <clears throat> There was a lot of bad will stirred up with this whole rebellion, and the bad will is not quite dissipated. Ve'yavar ha'melech ha'gilgal, ve'chimon over, imayim has, Bezilai's son, Kimon is with him, ve'chol am Yehuda aviru, all of the members of Yehuda, the entire Shevet, had come out to escort the king across the major procession across the Yardin, as ha'melech, ve'gam chatsi am Yisrael. So Pashat Taich means half of Klal Yisrael, but that's not the case, because... There was only a small contingent. We had a thousand members of Mabin Yaman who came with Shimi that were really only there to give some support to Shimi that David shouldn't punish Shimi, and some other members of Klaus who nearby, perhaps those members of Klaus who lived in the Avery Yardin escorted David across. But for the most part, the rest of the ten Shotam were not there. Now, they arrive after the fact. David's already across. You can imagine the major procession bringing the king back. 
and they're not there. Vehine kol ish Yisrael bam elamelch. They come now to the king. Vehemer elamelch mandua gonvucha achenu ish Yehuda. What happened? We're all coming to make a royal welcoming procession, and Shevi Yehuda chopped you and took you across the river before we got there. Vayavros hamelch vazbeis sayadim cholanshe david imoy, and they crossed with all of the family of David, and everything was done without us. So they're very fatigued. They feel that somehow <coughs> the Sheva Yehuda is trying to get an upper position, upper hand with the king, right? The king's coming back to power. It's a very, you know, an important time to establish who's going to be the important people in the Malucha. And somehow, it seems like the members of Sheva Yehuda, they, they, they stole all the thunder. Who's complaining now? Who, who's this other group? The rest of the Shavah, the rest of the Ten Shvatim. But they didn't come right away. Oh, Vayan Kolish Yehuda, Elish Yisrael, Kikar of Amalek Elai. Well, you know why I did this? Because the king is related to me, so my shevet. V'loma zachor lochal dover hazeh. And anyway, what are you upset about? Ha'oichel ochalnum and ha'melech im niseis nisalonu? Do we get any presents from the king? We got anything? What do you want from us? So, Kal Yisrael says, well, you think you're closer to the king because you're the same shevet. V'yan ish Yisrael, as ish Yehuda, v'yemer, we have ten portions in the king. You might be from the Shevet, but if he's the king of all of Kal Yisrael, we're ten of the Shratim. We're ten, you know, ten out of twelve. We have a much stronger claim to the king than you do. You're only one Shevet. And even though you're from his Shevet, but his, his power to be king is over all of Kal Yisrael. And not only that, we, we were the first ones who planned on bringing the king back. Don't forget, right? It started off that Klaiso wanted to bring him back. And then David saw the Klaiso and he sent the message to Yehuda, come do it, but don't, let, don't, don't be left out. So we started the whole thing and then you do it without us? It's a chutzpah. So the Pasik tells us, So the Bnei Yehuda answered back, and they had a very strong taina back. The Pasik doesn't say exactly what the taina was, but they have a very strong taina. So the Mepharshim say that, you know what the strong taina was? They showed the other members of Kali, so the letter that David sent to them. They said, you're right. You came up with the idea, but David invited us to come to the party. So this was a time they had nothing to answer back. They were personally invited by the king. And not only that, David doesn't stick up for the rest of Klal Yisrael. And Klal Yisrael is very insulted now. They see that David invited them. David's not sticking up for them. And they feel that somehow David is only interested in Shevi Yehuda. So this great moment of rejoicing of David Amalek being escorted back to Yerushalayim now turns into a moment of discord anger, fighting, <clears throat> and there's one fellow who, you know, you have bad feeling, it will, it will pass. But when you have bad feeling and you have someone who takes advantage, that's a problem. Visham nikra ish Happened to be that there was a fellow there, a person who was a ish a person without an oil, the type of people who make trouble, always the people who are not uh, responsible to anybody. Vayitka b'shoifer, he was an Ishamini, and he was from Shevet Binyamin, which added to his feelings of distaste for David. Binyamin had not yet gotten over the fact that they had been the family, the, the Shevet of Melucha with Shaul, and was somehow 
hopped away from them. So, so he blows a shoifer and he says, Listen, we have nothing to do with David. We are not interested in this Ben Yishai. Who is he? Who is Yishai? Instead, Ishla, all of Yisrael, everybody go back home. Finished. Now, it's not clear what did he want. There are those who learned that he himself had some sort of idea about becoming the king. But all the Mepharshim say no. He, he, he understood that he had no better connection to being the king than David. So what was his tiny? He was just saying, anarchy, we don't need, let's talk about everyone go home, we don't need any king, ooh, the king's not helping us, this whole king business is ridiculous, everyone go home, finish, everyone be in charge of themselves. So he's an anarchist. Now, Chazal, Daesh and this passage differently. They say that when it says, Ish, Lo'iholov, Yisrael, so it's not supposed to be read Lo'iholov, it's Lo'iholov, the Lashen Chayol, the Lashen Avedazara, that he was referring, he was saying that everyone should go serve Avedazara. So he was actually being married not only in David, he was being married in HaKadosh Baruch, when he says, listen, everybody go and... Uh, Join Avay Dazar, right? Gemara says, it's Mechilta actually, it says that, um, he says, it's a kinoi, ain't one uchelik bedavid ish, lay hall of Yisrael, kina hakasav, it's a kinoi, really he was referring to ish, to their own Avay Dazar. So, this triumphant return to Yishalayim is ruined, but David doesn't allow it to totally ruin it, he doesn't do anything, he doesn't say anything right then, he, Returns to Yerushalayim triumphantly with Shevi Yehuda. Don't forget, that's in the Chalik of Yehuda. He has the people of Binyamin. So, not exactly clear what happened to them, but mainly we have the people of Yehuda. So he goes back to Yerushalayim. Did Shevi Yehuda and Islam have more power in They're Israel? always counted sort of separately, and they, even when they went out to Muhammad, they seem to always be. Yehuda as a Shevi was the king, right? <laughs> So he was always the ruler of the... Of Yehuda the as a... Sh- no, but as a shevet, they weren't the king, but they're always... No, I'm saying as a one, the brother. And the brother, yeah. That's what I'm like saying. Now, after that, we don't find them having a leadership position necessarily, but they're always stronger, and they always accounted separately for the Giberi Chayel going out to war. So there, there was something... Yehuda always held themselves a little bit better, a little bit different. Now, we already had that David began his melucha as melech over just Yehuda, and then he became melech over all Yisrael. So shevet Yehuda apparently... You know, held themselves a little bit above everybody else. Well, was separate at least, and they were considered tremendous gibayim. So, vayal kol ishisol miachir David. All the Klal Yisrael they abandon the welcoming party to Yerushalayim, and they go achir shevet ben bichri. They follow shevet ben bichri, but the ish Yehuda davku b'malkam. All shevet Yehuda they stuck with David meneyadim at Yerushalayim all the way to Yerushalayim. So David returns to his house, Yushalayim. Now it's very interesting. What is David's first act before he addresses the Shev Ben Bichri rebellion, which he's going to have to address? But the first thing he does is he addresses the ten Nashim Pelagshim, who Avshalom had lived with in Amais's Nos in public. So he took these ten ladies, Asher Niach Lishmer Abayis, Vayitnein Beis Mishmeres. He put them in a guarded house, and he gave them provisions. They were they were fed. They were taken care of. However, but he never lived with them again. They were tied up. They were stuck. They had been in the king's pelagshim. They're not royal hejit. 
but they can't marry anybody else. And Mamela, they had the status of an almona, but <laughs> almona chaya, they, they couldn't get remarried. And for the rest of their lives, they lived this terrible life that they were, uh, you know, the, the, the original uh, ten, you know, the, the original grusha, that you know, the grusha files. I mean, Aguna files. These these ten ladies Nebuch were stuck. Now there's a shaila in the Gemara. What's takip shat that they had couldn't get? Re- why couldn't David be back with them? So one shot is that David held that there's a din that since a hedget was baalayim, so it's also for the melech to be baalayim after that, and it's 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 a bizarre for the melucha. And mainly he wasn't allowed to be with them. Was takah also al pidin, and lefizeh. So he had to he had to do what he had to do because of Avshalom living with them. The other pshat Chazal say is that the Etzmi could have been with them. However, he felt that all of these terrible tzaras had come about because of his michshel for his his not being careful enough in Yoni Arayis, and therefore he felt that he had to make and that these that these ladies that Avshalom had slept with as a punishment for his actions, so he felt it was not appropriate. He had to, as a tshuva, as a precious, he had to be perished from them, and he was perished taken from these ten ladies. Now, why did David do this? The fir- very first thing he does when he comes to Yishalayim, he has to do this. So the Mepharshim say that he wanted to make a point, because had Avshalom had the din of a king, so then it wouldn't be on the tzad that he was taka osa to be with them. Why is he osa? Because the hedget slept with them. He was showing that he considered Avshalom to have been a hedget the entire time. If Avshalom was a hedget, so that's why it's also for him to be with them, and he had to separate. So it was a way of showing that he doesn't recognize Avshalom ever as king, and it was sort of a message to Shevet Bambichri that if Avshalom was a hedget and didn't get anywhere out of his rebellion, then you should know that you're really getting nothing out of your rebellion. So David does this, this is taken care of, and now David moves to address the Shevim Bichri rebellion. The Yemir HaMelech HaLamasa, so David now turns to Amasa, his nephew, who had been Avshalom's general, now his general, his commander-in-chief, and he tells him, Hazek li es ishuhu de shleishes yavim. I'm giving you three days to gather together an army of Shevi Yehuda, and then I want you to be, come report to me back in three days. Hamasa goes to gather together Shev Yehuda. And he gets delayed. He doesn't come on time. Now, why didn't he come on time? If the king gives you a command, what type of business is this? So the Chazal say that what happened is that he went and he found Ashkechinul Rabbonon the Pishu Mesechta. The Gemara and Sanhedrin says that they were just starting a new Masechta, and he felt it was inappropriate for him to disturb the yeshiva on the first day of his man, and Mamele, he had to give a little bit of time, so he, he was delayed. He ends up coming, he comes a little bit too late. So David now, he, David has no idea why he's not there. And David's trying to figure out, what do I do now? You know, we have this rebellion, and David realizes the longer he waits, the more dangerous Sheva ben rebellion is, and you know, this is not like his son's rebellion where David saw a certain element of Rachamim. David just saw the terrible effects of civil war. He doesn't want another, another civil war. And this time it's even more dangerous because before it was within his family. It was Yehuda. Yehuda wasn't setting one part of Klaisal against another. It was his men against... But this one is gonna, has tremendous potential to become 
a civil war between the ten Shvatim against Yehuda. So David doesn't know what to do. So David now turns to his nephew Avishai. Who's Avishai? It's Yoyev's younger brother, right? Yoyev is apparently at this point persona non grata. David has no interest in him and he's not being asked to help out. So he turns to Avishai and he tells him, Shev Ben Shev Ben is going to be a much worse rebellion than Avshalom. So take the servants of your master. Now, some say it means his master means David himself. He's saying, take my servants, whoever you could find, and go Rudoy Facharov. Others say it means Adinech is referring to Yoyev. Yoyev was his older brother, and he says, take all of Yoyev's men, Rudoy Facharov, and run after Shem Bambichri, Pen Motzaloi, Oramatsuris. We don't want him to, cat, to get himself a four to five city, Vihitzel, a Nainu, and he'll be saved from our eyes. That means we can't, we can't have this become an entrenched rebellion. Chase after him right away. Why did Amasa have to go rally troops when they have troops? So he was going to get a large army. And David's like, hey, listen, this is not happening. The so plan just A take didn't work. Have? Take the men that are around. Take all the you know standing soldiers that are around the palace and just go run after him. We can't, we can't allow this to get too established. So Vayetsu Acharov so all of Yoyev's men went behind Amasa. That's why you know, it makes sense to say Adli Adinecha refers to Yoyev, or Yoyev's men were also David's men, so either way. placing all the archers, all of David's mighty warriors were there by the palace. And they leave Yushalayim to run after Shev ben Bechri. Now, they reach the large rock that wasn't given. This was apparently a noted meeting place. The Amosa Bolufneim. And Amosa's coming towards them, along with the army. He, he succeeded. He just didn't make it to David. Now, Yoyov had gone along in this battle because he was loyal to David. But as you can imagine, Yoyov was not very pleased about the fact that Amosa had taken his position. The Yoyov Chagar Midoi Levushoi. Yoyov is wearing his begadim and he's girded with his sword. He has a sword that is <coughs> sitting on his waist. Now Yoyov put his sword in a very strange position. He has it sitting sort of parallel to his waist, and which is not normal, right? Normally you want the sword hanging downwards. Why did he do that? Rashi says he did this He wants to make it very easy for his sword to fall out of his scabbard. And he goes running towards Amasa to greet him. And surprise, surprise, exactly as expected, his sword falls out of his scabbard and he bends down with his left hand to pick up his sword. Now, Amasa should be very careful right now. Yoyo is coming to greet him with a sword in his hand but we ran out of time, so we'll have to see what <laughs> Yoyev does with Amasa Bez Hashem next week. Okay, shkoyach. <laughs>